there are variety of gifts, variety of services. There are a variety of things to be done. They all come from the same God, the same Father, the same Spirit, the same Savior, for the purpose of the health and good functioning of the entire body of Christ. God gives gifts to the church. But these gifts are not dropped in church buildings or squares in front of church buildings. They are given to persons, children of the church. For each of these persons, therefore, to use these gifts for the growth of the entire body. Nothing explains the harmonious working of the gifts of children of God to the children of God as Paul's imagery of the church as body of Christ. It is only through the mouth that we eat food and is digested through the system of the digest of digestion that the benefit of every food we take in is for the entire body. Problem sets in when individuals who have received these gifts think it was given to them for their personal benefit. And if you lose the sight that this was a gift given to you, then you are no longer faithful to what was entrusted to you, and nobody will give you more. And one also, one of the other gifts also that God gives to his children, because Paul did not exhaust them. There are many others. Gift of money. Gift of the power to make people happy. When once they appear in a scene, it is a gift. And they don't practice it. It's a gift. And some people are able to organize in the face of confusion. Once they appear, they know one, two, three things to do, and the situation will be well organized. These things are gifts to be used for the body. And that is why this idea of our walking together as church is very important. For too long, we have been saying the church, the church, the church. One senator in this country in our state was speaking in television and was saying the government has not done what it, what it should do. Mayable senator bore an important arm of the government. So it will not be surprising to find even a bishop saying the church. <laughs> but even you as a baptized person saying the church, church among all of us, we have to walk together, holding hands, listening 
first to God, to the Spirit, and then to one another, so that we know the right direction to give, to go, and how best to use our individual gifts for the benefit of all. No, Gazi. Sniehe na yini guru. Benenya gahotaga enya hota. Nobody knows it all. And this reminds me again, when Paul was giving his own example of gifts, he talked of gift of tongues and the gift of interpreting those tongues. Because if it is that type of gift from the Spirit, there is a supposition that it is some other person who will help the brothers understand what the message is all about. Singling out then the gift of money in the gospel, Jesus says, look, money is given to you as gift to be used. And if you want really to make good use of money, you have to use it to serve God's friends. Put your money where it will benefit more people, especially the weaker ones, and then you would have used your gift well. Of course, we will always say to the poor and to all good projects, people-related projects. Church projects are often people-related projects. So that when you give your money to the church, it is meant that through the church, that money will arrive where it is needed most. Well, some people sometimes no longer trust that the ministers of the church will allow the money that passes through their hands to reach the poor or the people who need them most or institutions that will serve the people. So they withhold their money. Well, rather than withhold the money, Look for those poor people directly and invest in them. But there is something about this parable that I want to draw our attention to before I end. When Monsignor Noima was explaining this parable for us in class about 1982 or thereabout, he told us there are two types of parables. One type of parable is the one Jesus tells for you to imitate. Another type of parable is the one he tells for you to avoid. One example of the parable he tells for you to imitate is the parable of the Good Samaritan. The one he tells for you to avoid is the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And then this one. And he pointed out to us that Jesus did not praise the dishonest steward. But it was his master who praised him. What struck me very clear, if the master praised the dishonest steward, it means that dishonest steward was not smarter than his master. He thought he was being smart, but his master discovered 
If he praise him, the parable is silent about how he eventually treated a person whom he had heard was dishonest and now was defrauding him through those who was owing him. He may have praised him, but I'm not sure he treated him better. Secondly, if you were one of those owing the master in this parable, and you discover that the steward was cheating his master in order to secure for himself safe landing, soft landing, using you to commit crime, will you receive him into your house when he's expelled? No way. No way. Dishonesty can never be a model for success in life. Because there's a saying that has been making around on, the, on social media. If you sell your brother, not even the buyer will trust you. And I want us all to know that partners in crime will never be true friends. Because one basic indispensable element in friendship is lacking trust. It is then, therefore, not about being dishonest and thinking you can survive with dishonesty. It is about our making greater effort than people make in committing crime. Making greater effort than that in doing good. That is what the parable is about. There is nothing to praise in evil. But if people are so intent in committing evil and crime, we under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and with the help of God's grace should even be more intent in doing good. Especially with money. And I want to remind my brother priests, Jesus calls money dirty, tainted. If you can't be trusted with money, nobody should trust you with the sacraments. That is just basic. And as a priest, you share in the priesthood of God. It has become your character to exercise that ministry. So let us say that by that sharing and participation, it has become yours. It belongs to your nature as priests to exercise priestly ministry and functions. The money you get is not yours. But the exercise of the ministry in the name of the church has become yours. So, if you can't be trusted with what is not yours, you will not be trusted with that which is yours. We cheapen our priestly ministry by our attachment to material gains. And the faithful know. Long, long, long ago. Transfer. 
Many people were crying. Even though they had a But Why am I saying this? In this ministry that we have received, let us be grateful to God by using what has been given to us according to the intention of the donor. God has given you gifts. There is an intention for it. The people have entrusted you with a responsibility. There is an intention. And it is only when each one of us is using those gifts according to the intention of the donor and we unite our forces working together. That is the, near, more we, that's the only way we can hope to come nearer to the image of Christ. An image of the church that Christ had in mind. May the Spirit renew in us this openness and readiness to accept the gifts and use them gratefully, generously, and without attachment for the growth of the body of Christ, the church. Amen. Amen.